Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spiritual Prism, where we discuss everyday issues through the prism of God's Word. Today I want to speak on a topic that is twofold, but go hand in hand with one another, and that is trust and faith. I have titled today's discussion, Walking on Water, because I believe that most people, whether they are believers or not, have heard it said that Jesus walked on water. But have they heard the whole story or contemplated its meaning? Have you ever wondered why Jesus was walking on water to begin with? Or how did this event affect the disciples? Or how is it relevant in our lives today? Well, let's see if we can answer some of these questions as we discuss how it relates to having trust and faith. So let's start with where the story begins in the Bible. It's located in three different books of the Bible, but we are going to start with Matthew's account, which is located in Matthew 14, verses 22 through 36. But before I read the verse, let me set the stage for what led to this event. All right, to begin with, Jesus has been traveling around, teaching and performing miracles, so crowds of people have started to follow him. While he was traveling, he received news that John the Baptist had been beheaded. Now we're going to pick up the story with Jesus feeding 5,000, which starts in the book of Matthew 14, verses 13, and I'm going to read through verse 33. And it says, As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, That isn't necessary. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward, the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About five thousand men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Okay, so there's a lot that took place here. First, Jesus feeds over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Remember, it was about 5,000 men plus women and children. And they had 12 baskets of leftovers. That's how awesome Jesus is. Not only did he feed them, he healed them and ministered to them as well. 
And remember, he did all this while trying to mourn the death of his friend, John the Baptist. There is so much we could discuss about this miracle in and of itself, but that will have to be a topic for another day. I included the miracle of feeding the 5,000 because I think it's relevant for what takes place next, which is Jesus walking on the water and the topic of today's discussion. So let's start at the beginning. Directly after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he immediately insists the disciples get in the boat and head to the other side of Lake Genesaret or the Sea of Galilee. Just in case you were wondering, this is no small body of water. It has a surface area of 64 square miles and has a maximum depth of 157 feet. While they are heading across the sea, Jesus sent the people home and went to pray by himself. And as he's praying, nighttime falls. So can you imagine? The disciples are out on the sea, rowing away. It's dark, and they have gale-force winds and heavy waves to contend with. And to top it all off, Jesus isn't with them. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm sure I would be thinking, is this going to be the last boat ride I ever take? Because it's sure looking like the boat is going to go down if something doesn't change here. I mean, the disciples, they were rowing here. They didn't have gas engines or electric motors, only manpower. Mark tells us in Mark 6, verses 48, that Jesus saw they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. And this took place at about 3 o'clock in the morning. The disciples must have been exhausted by this time, and probably thinking, why did Jesus send us out here in the middle of this sea at night? Then they see something walking on the water. They didn't know it was Jesus. They panicked and screamed with terror, thinking they were seeing a ghost. I know I would have been thinking, could this situation get any worse? We are about to sink because of the wind and waves, and now this, something walking on water towards us. Their brains must have been on overload. But then Jesus spoke and said, Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Mark tells us that Jesus had intended to pass them by, but because they were so terrified, he spoke to them. Can you imagine the relief that must have washed over them when they heard Jesus' voice? Well, except for Peter. He had to make sure it was Jesus. He said, If it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. Of course, Jesus has come, and Peter stepped off the boat and started walking on water towards Jesus. But then when he saw the wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. As he started to sink, Jesus grabs his hand and says, You have so little faith. Why do you doubt me? And as soon as Jesus boards the ship, the winds and waves stop, and the disciples worship him. I have to give credit to Peter here. At least he had the courage and faith to step out of the boat and start walking on the water. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus, his faith wavered, and he began to sink. It makes me think, how many times are we just like Peter in our own lives? When we start out having full faith and trust that Jesus will get us through a situation, then we see the winds and waves of adversity coming our way. We start to get nervous, take our eyes off of the Lord, and focus on the issues, and we start to sink. I know for me personally, I try not to let this happen in my life, but it still does. I'm so grateful that Jesus is there to catch me and stop me from sinking. Now let's keep looking a little deeper into what took place so we can see how it ties into our topic of trust and faith. First, if we are followers of Jesus, we must trust in his directions. Look at the example he's given us here. Jesus constrained the disciples to get into those ships and go to the other side. He didn't say, hey, would you mind going ahead of me if it's not too much trouble? He gave them the order to go. If Jesus orders something, you can rest assured it will take place. So to begin with, if they just would have trusted in Jesus, they would have not lost faith when the winds and waves of adversity began to beat against them. I mean, they just saw Jesus feed 5,000 people and perform a multitude of miracles and healings. But again, 
How are we just like that? When everything is going good, we have trust. But when things start to get a little rocky, we seem to forget why we trusted in the first place. I believe that's why Jesus sent them right away. He wanted to try their faith and trust in him. After all, the only way your faith and trust in Jesus can grow is when it's tested and tried. Just like Peter having trust and faith to step out of the boat to walk on water, they all had the faith and trust to get in the boats and start out across the sea. But when the waves started coming over the side of the boat and the wind started blowing, their faith and trust wavered. They weren't thinking of how Jesus had just fed 5,000 people. They were most likely thinking, where is Jesus? We need him right now. But Jesus knew what was going to take place the whole time. He wasn't going to let anything happen to them. He knew nothing was going to happen to them when he sent them to begin with. I believe that's why he was intending to pass them by. He wanted their faith to grow even more. But once they saw him and cried out in terror, he gave them courage and faith by physically being there for them. Jesus had to let them struggle and to try to make it on their own faith and trust alone without him being right there for them. Because he knew that the time was drawing near when he would no longer be physically there for them. Jesus used these miracles of walking on water and calming the wind and waves to drive home the point that he is who he says he is. Mark 6 verse 52 says, For they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. The feeding of the 5,000 had totally went over the disciples' heads. But as soon as he stepped on that boat and the wind and the waves stopped and calm returned, the disciples worshipped him and exclaimed, You really are the Son of God. Again, we are just like the disciples here. We look over so many blessings and miracles that we receive every day that sometimes Jesus just has to let us struggle and begin to sink so he can reach out his hand, grab us, start picking us up, so we get our focus back on him. And we too, like the disciples, will start to say, you really are the Son of God. So why was Jesus walking on the water? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, but for our discussion, I believe he was walking on the water to show the disciples and us that he is the Son of God and that nothing is out of his control. This event made an effectual change in the lives of the disciples and their faith and trust in Jesus grew because of it. This is so relevant in our lives today because we may not be in a boat out on the sea, but we are constantly battling the winds and waves of adversity that get sent our way daily. But if we can remember to keep our eyes on the Lord, we can trust and have faith in Him that He will see us through any trial. So in closing, I want to say, don't be afraid to step out of the boat and do what Jesus is calling you to do. Because if He is calling you to do it and you keep your focus on Him, you can be assured you're not going to sink. Thank you for listening to another episode of Spiritual Prism. And until next time, put your faith and trust in Jesus so he can help you walk on the water of any trial you may be going through.